An English soldier and the daughter of a Native American chief share a romance when English colonists invade 17th century Virginia. Hi, my name is Andre. I'm Michelle. I'm Emily. And I'm Luis. And we're the Walt Vault Podcast, our podcast about Disney movies. Hello and welcome to the Walt Vault, episode three. Guys, we're back. We did it again. We did. It's getting less and less impressive that we're starting a podcast every time we do it. But I'm still still pretty excited about it. Back again. Louis back. That's right. Louis came (laughs) back. Tell your friends. Once again. Don't tell your friends. It's really not that exciting. It is exciting. He's like the bad boy of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. He's like AJ from the Backstreet Boys. But I mean, <laughs> I kind of pictured myself more of a Kevin kind of guy, but Ew. AJ, really? I can't remember. I listened to Which Kevin was like the old Ophi one in the back. Oh, that's gross. Okay, well, am I not forty-five? <laughs> Is he not? Moving on. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, we're talking about uh, Pocahontas uh, today. Uh, the 1995 uh, Disney animated film. Uh, but first, spectacular. Yeah, it's it's great. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. That's how the song goes. Oh, okay. I, you were done. I thought yes. you were going to sing the whole thing. I was done. Virginia Company. This is what happens. Like we just enjoy the music so much, and we start singing all the time. Well, you can tell how we feel about the movie itself when we just start with singing, meaning that was probably the, the best part of the movie. Best part of the movie? Yeah. 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 yeah let's, let's talk about The music. That. Uh, first. Yeah. First. Yes. Let's talk about how we know each other. Oh. For our lovely listeners. That's a good idea. Because we forgot to do that. I didn't forget. I was just about to segue into it, but oh. then you, you mentioned other things. Okay. Anyway, okay. yes, we... Uh, We've all known each other for quite some time now, and uh, unless you know us, you don't know how we know each other. So you don't I guess know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. All right, you don't know nothing. Um, John Snow. Sorry, Game of Thrones <laughs> reference. Anyways, continue. <laughs> uh, so I think out of this group, I've known Emily the longest. Uh, me and Emily met in high school. Uh, so cool. High school. Long ago. School. It's like almost 10 years ago now, which is wow. upsetting. Oh, wait. No. Well, we met longer than 10 years ago because we <laughs> met freshmen. in like 2005. Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> so about 12 years. <clears throat> yeah. We've known each other for 12 years. That's longer than I would like to have known, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just this kidding. should have ended long ago. <laughs> this should have ended four years after that. I don't know what happened. How did you guys meet in high school? Um, let's see. I, okay, so I remember we probably had a fair amount of the same classes in that first year. We were nerds. We were nerds. So we. Had Excuse me. <laughs> Were. Just kidding. No, we were nerds. We, we were <laughs> nerds. We're no longer nerds. We're the coolest of the cool people. We're just cool nerds now. We're I <laughs> wish you could see Andre right now. He put his hand on his hip and he and he did a head bob. We are the coolest we're of the, the cool. coolest of the cool. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think I don't really remember my first memory of of meeting of meeting you, Emily. Like, I think. I the the earliest memory that I have of you is like us sitting at like the lunch tables eating oatmeal pies for oatmeal cream pies oatmeal cream pies yep. that's right for lunch because uh, that was like sustainable nutrition back then when you when we were 14 yeah um, I remember if you know anything about the lovely town that we grew up in we, we grew up in Ceres California Ceres. shout out to the Oh God! Two hundred nine to the two hundred nine. Um, we grew up there, and I came from one side of town, and Andre came from the other. <laughs> <laughs> so I came from Hensley, and he came from Blaker Kinzer. That's right. And that only proved that the Blaker Kinzer kids were way not as cool as the Hensley kids. So Do you want to have a fight right now on uh, this podcast? Oh, I will have a fight with you because, um, you know, I that was my own fault for choosing to sit with you guys. <laughs> but literally, it was like the nerdiest group of like six nerdy dudes yeah. 
at this table and me mm-hmm. being me at this table yeah with oatmeal cream pies <laughs> and they you were, guys were in choir together they right were delicious well i, wasn't in choir I didn't join no? choir until senior year actually oh, which is which feels weird to me now because like I, th- I did choir in college as well, and so like it feels like it's been a part of my life for a lot longer than I feel it like one was. of us probably coerced you into it. Yes. I feel like you didn't like willfully go for it. And I wonder why. Why were you guys trying to get me into choir? So I was probably just singing a lot, I guess. I don't know. We only were friends with... We were like, okay, this is the funny part about our choir life. Luis didn't really believe me until he talked to other choir people that we grew up with that like... For being choir kids that you would think would be really nice, we were actually kind of like mean choir kids. Right. Like, we, we like only talked to choir kids. Um, excuse <laughs> me. Okay, and if you're all a choir kid, you're not. Yeah, that's right. We were all choir kids. Snobby choir kids. Yeah. I was a choir kid, but I wasn't a snobby choir kid. I was a choir, <laughs> okay. choir kid. <laughs> it's true. Mm. I was in choir since kindergarten all the way up into high school, and I did honor choirs and musicals. That's uh, actually how Michelle and I met. Um, even though, like, I'm a couple years older than her, but we, this is actually really funny. You guys ready for this? So, yes. <laughs> it is, Audrey, it is yes. funny. I know what, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So, pretend I didn't bring up choir. We, we quote unquote met in college. Okay. Um, you know, I was in sorority and Michelle came through, um, recruitment and she joined our sorority and I was like, I'm going to love Michelle. And Michelle was like, I'm going to love Emily. And so we were That's like, true. Oh my god, let's be BFFs, which in normal people terms is BFFs. It's big and little and sorority. Um, And it was funny because my mom was like, that girl looks really familiar. And I'm like, what? (laughs) She's like, no, 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 no. I think think you have a picture with her. And I was like, that that what? (laughs) And long story short, we had been in musical theater together when we were younger. And we literally have pictures from a show. I was a freshman in high school. Oh, yeah. And I was was like a baby. I want to say at least a junior. So it was funny because we have pictures where like we're standing right next to each other. And it was a Disney musical. Yes. It was a Disney musical review. How appropriate. So, I mean, there you go. Like it was just damn meant to be. You know, and it's funny because like. We didn't discover this until long after we started dating, but Michelle and I lived like a block away from each other mm-hmm. when we were in when we series. were kids. I yes. wasn't, I didn't go to school in the series. I went to school in Modesto because that's where my cousins and my family went. But Snobby. apparently, Andre and I lived right down the street from each other. We were neighbors. Could have been dating lot sooner maybe no maybe. you needed to wait like till andre yeah. got out of those nerd phases i'm telling you mm, that's true i guess i, I was reached, a nerd too i hadn't reached my full potential yet anyway so emily and i <laughs> <laughs> met in college and then she was friends with andre so every time we would go to the bar we would go hang out at her house and watch movies andre was there and i was always like oh hey, hey i show up cute. all suave and debonair stuff like that, that. <laughs> <laughs> Very debonair. Thank me, you, uh, Luis. You're welcome, Andre. Luis is also very So that's debonair. how we met, and he never asked me out, so then one day I just decided to ask him out, and then now we're together. We, it was, Two it year was, anniversary. It's a lot more complicated than that, sure. That's but the short story. Yeah. Yes. But I asked him out, we went to the corn maze, and now we've been together two years. Mm. Thanks, Emily. You are <laughs> thanks. very welcome. How'd you two weirdos meet? Actually, <laughs> thanks to me, because you guys... Decided to take your friendship to the next level at an event that I had to beg you guys to go to. That's right. True, but it was. Um, and you guys did we had the, favor, so We I had really to pay Luis like thirty dollars each to to start to dating go to each that other. Event. Pretty yeah. much. Oh, I guess we're no. gonna get married at the uh, that <laughs> event in the future. But you know, know what? Luis has to thank me for having friends to invite to that event. So you're welcome. We should be <laughs> thanking Andres. Um, friend Mary Angela, who was always hey, like, shout out to um, Mary. Excuse me. Hey, Andre likes <laughs> you. Hey, 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 Andre likes you. Hey, hold on. Okay, I'll thank Mary Angela and Emily. There no, no, go. she's also my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shout out to Mary Angela. No, she's only my friend. Friends. She's all of our friends. You go, girl. <laughs> hey, you, you picked a good group of friends. But, so that's how us three met, and then we were introduced to Luis through Emily. Yeah, he was there. We we met. <laughs> That's do, you it? Any, do you have anything to add, Lou? No, no, we met. Oh, you did. You met. Yeah, on the street. Okay. They met in college, and now they're married and have a baby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the short. Just like that. <laughs> Just and like that nursery rhyme. Yeah. Met in college, so then got married, then had a baby. Her name is Addie. 
That's in a baby carriage. <laughs> I know. I knew where you were going with that. That's funny. So anyways. And then we watched Pocahontas. So here we are. Ah. Full circle. Boom. Yes. Um, we actually met in college through uh, Greek organizations. Um, I always really thought she was very pretty. And when they just finally decided to ask her out. And luckily she said, yeah, sure, let's go. You know, she's like, you can't be that bad. And sure enough. Boy, um, were we wrong. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we love Louise. Yeah, you're kind of forced to. And I kind of believe sometimes you're forced to like me. But either way, um, so we, st- me and Emily started dating. And um, we pretty much eventually got married. And we now have a beautiful baby girl. Podcast baby. She's adorable. Baby. If you guys haven't seen pictures of little Adeline, go look at Emily's Instagram page. She's precious. Anyway, you guys. <laughs> That's if how we met. <laughs> That's a little bit more about us. Uh, more Walt Vault origins. Um, origin story. Origin stories. <laughs> Not that you care, but now you know. Love it. Now you know. Um, so let's talk about uh, the movie we came here to talk about. Uh, Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Yes, the 1995 film, uh, animated, uh, directed by a couple of dudes whose names I can't quite recall right now, and I probably should have written them down, but I And didn't. music by the wonderful Alan Menken, which Alan Emily Mankin. and I can never rave enough about. Never. That's right. I, I mean, Musical honestly- genius. I don't even need to talk about the directors. We just need to talk about Alan Menken, because he's the real star of the show here. Yeah, always. He really is, though. Him and- um, I guess my first impressions, I haven't seen this movie in quite a long time, maybe since middle school or early high school. It's been a while since I've seen it. And seeing it as an adult, my first impressions was like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an okay movie, but the music obviously stands out all above the rest. Right. So shout music out to Alan Menken for making the movie go above and beyond. Music is top notch and uh, the rest of the movie is like notch. Except for <laughs> middle the of the colors. road, notch. the colors. I will admit, like the animation I, of the movie yeah. and the colors and the way the wind blows, all that is very, very beautiful. It looks very good. Question though, yes, because I, I don't disagree. I do not disagree whatsoever. But is it because of the way that the movie is written, or is it because of the con, like the content of the movie? Of the or is know. it because of the historical inaccuracies or is it because like what what is it that gets you that might be it because goat? seeing it as a child i remember being like wow pocahontas is so cool she's a boss like she's great which she's, she still is a she boss. still is a boss let's be real mm-hmm. but <laughs> i think you do notice those like cultural innuendos and things when you get older that i was a little bit like oh man there we go. Yeah, I think I think that was a real big part of watching it this time is like I know more of like the actual history and I I know like the weird strange workarounds that they did to get this movie's plot to work as as it did and it feels like it it just feels like very untrue like as you're watching yeah. it like like all of it like they shouldn't Just be together. Like textbooks, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. And we will say that we picked this movie knowing, like, okay, Thanksgiving's coming up. Let's yeah. watch Pocahontas. Let's watch something about and like Native Americans and now settlers I'm like, and pilgrims oh. and who oh, man, right. oh boy. There's a lot of there's a lot of. How do you feel about it, wishing. Luis? Being the history major person. Well, I don't want to go into the historical perspectives of it, but I'm sitting here hearing you guys talk about it and. I'm like, oh man, I'm at odds with you guys yet mm. again. You uh, liked it? You liked honestly, it a lot? Pocahontas has really been one of my favorite movies of all time, mm. and I guess I'm just not really looking at it in a uh, in that kind of scope mm-hmm. to be able to um, not like it. But I, I really like it. I mean, um, the how I feel about it hasn't changed since the first time I ever saw it. Oh, good. That's good. That's good. You like preserved your original uh, thoughts. Original thoughts about it. I think Luis nice. might be a little biased because he did say yesterday as we were watching this movie, Emily, do you think that Pocahontas is good looking? 
I mean, <laughs> she's she's like really beautifully drawn. I, 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 I mean, like down in my notes she well. is. Beautifully I put drawn. she is a uh, babe. She's. <laughs> <laughs> Luis was like, I mean, I don't want to be like unfaithful, but like. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. she is. Um, she is beautifully favorite drawn. favorite Disney princess. So, so I thought that was a really interesting point. She's drawn gorgeously, and like I, I, I wrote down like I'm pretty sure she was like one of my first like crushes like like lady crushes because she's she is very she's super hot she has super long flowy black hair uh, and she's got like the disney like hair that strong we strong can... features she's got like huge lips she kind of legs yes yeah, she's got them legs she's hopping off of cliffs and stuff she's great mainly the hair the disney old disney animated hair that every woman aspires to have and can never attain to be to have another unrealistic uh, expectation for women yeah Mm, thanks a lot, Pocahontas. What do you have to say about that, Luke? No, yeah, I really agree. She is, she's stunning, uh, to say the least. And that scene where um, John Smith happen is behind the waterfall and is ready to, you know, pounce on her. Right. I just thought that. Well, um, you know, because he's thinking it's a warrior that's trying to, you know, go after him. He pulls his gun you know, out. Not like, um, and what I really, really liked about that scene was the fact that when she stood up it was very very like how do i say it it's powerful powerful yes that's the term i wanted to use majestic it majestic. was because she's just standing there glory. straight like you know not that she's an innocent to the entire situation it's just mm-hmm. like to her there's there's no conflict at all right and and it's funny because you see both sides in that one scene and then all of a sudden, it's just like, like, bam, John Smith. Your whole perspective is like, kind of, you know, blown to bits. Mm. I think I think it what makes that what makes that scene so powerful when she like stands up and is standing there looking all majestic, as you said, is because right before that she does like this weird little crab walk to get to him. <laughs> like she's just like on she her hands and legs, just like 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 like. And not gonna lie, towards um, him. as soon as I saw that scene, I kind of wanted to do that. <laughs> I almost paused the movie and did it. That's like the the scariest thing ever in horror movies, but for some reason, when it's Pocahontas does it, it's like sexy when she does it. It's great. Precious. We gotta go (laughs) after John Smith. Precious. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, and that scene, John John Smith is like he's got his gun out. He's ready to to gun down one of these uh, savages that he's mm-hmm. been uh, told savages, to, savages. to shoot. And good thing she had that long, dark, beautiful hair. Otherwise, he probably would have popped one in her, you know, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, probably. It was like, oh, 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 oh too pretty, too pretty know. to shoot. I flit the little bird might have like <laughs> flown in front of the gun and been <laughs> like, Taking the not, bullet. Today. <laughs> not today, not <laughs> today. I'll be honest, though. If I hear the word savage one more time, I'm going to lose it. That whole Savages song is intense. That Savages song is harsh. Like, okay, so you guys don't know this because you may not have watched movies with us. Again, like I said in the past, it's interesting watching movies with us. We'll Mm -hmm. pause. We'll have commentary. I'll laugh so hard that I literally make everyone stop. Like, I have to laugh this out before (laughs) we continue. Mm -hmm. But we all enjoy watching movies with subtitles so that can bug people sometimes we have to yeah now it just (laughs) it's not because our soundbar sucks it's because (laughs) (laughs) it's because we just really want to make sure we're catching all the commentary more in yeah you can take a lot more in because you have more you know information but when you listen to these songs and you are reading the words on the screen like normally you just sing along or whatever, mm-hmm. but now you're really reading them. You, the context is so different as an adult. And when I was listening to that song in particular, the Savages song, oh my gosh, I was like cringing in my seat. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I don't, I don't really want to repeat what it said. Cause well, I was, yeah. I will because I have the I have the lyrics up right okay, here. I'll but just like, cringe while Andre's it's just <laughs> <gasps> it's just like uh, it's so degrading towards Native Americans, and then like. 
it's like slightly offensive to the Europeans. It's like <laughs> savages, Ooh. savages. They're barely even human. Drive them from our shore. They're not like you and me, which means they must be evil. And uh, I, was, I was telling and that was Andre, Andre saying that. That was literally the <laughs> yes. lyric. And I was telling Andre that this song is very similar to the mob song in Beauty and the Beast where they're like, it's different. We don't like it. We don't understand it. So let's kill it. But they're like humans. Fire. So a little yeah. bit more intense there. They're like, they're and like also, people. this song has they're where like <laughs> um, the Algonquins, the Indians, are singing about the British at the same time. And we're like, everything they're saying is true. <laughs> right. <laughs> they are savages. You're right. <laughs> the only thing that they feel at all is greed. Uh, beneath that milky hide, there's emptiness inside. <laughs> and it's well, true. Well, true. <laughs> That song is just a little bit too intense for me. Yeah, songs a lot. <laughs> I have a fun fact about a different song, though. So, Colors of the Wind won an Oscar. Oh, yeah, that's right. However. Uh, in 1995. Why didn't the Riverbend song win an Oscar? Because I enjoy that song more than Colors of the Wind. I have no idea because I agree hmm. with you. It's I powerful. Mean, I, I dig me some Colors of the Wind, and I think as a kid I liked that song more. I didn't fi- connect myself with the river bend, just around the river bend. But I think as an adult, I listen to that song, and I'm like, yeah, choosing the smoothest course or, like, yes, I th- yeah, riding the I tide. Gr- like, you do you, girl. And even watching it on the movie, with like that, su- that scene where it pauses and she has to choose do I go down this river where it's smooth and wide or do I go down this little river that leads to Grandmother Willow? I love, I absolutely love that song. And one of my favorite things about going to Disneyland is watching the Mickey and the Magical Map show because she's represented on that show and she comes out of this thing and she's all powerful and she sings that song. And, and the I entire feel like audience goes God, nuts when nuts. she comes they out. They go nutty and She's so or powerful, and that's a very. <laughs> it might just be us, but we love we love that song. Well, I I love both of those songs, but I think I do like Colors of the Wind uh, more because she's just like schooling John Smith so hard about everything that he doesn't know about <laughs> the land and America, and it's just it's it feels very powerful to me. Oh, funny you say how Pocahontas is schooling John Smith in that one because um, that is a perfect example, and you know I'm just gonna kind of throw us men under the bus here but that's a yes, perfect please. example of a man shoving his foot in his mouth right because that he's all trying to mansplain to the her entire yeah. time he's saying you know we're gonna go ahead and teach you guys how to you know build better houses like what do you mean <laughs> what's wrong with our house she was like, like about to get out of there she's yeah. like bye <laughs> oh no, she's, she's literally climbing up a tree to get away from him seriously <laughs> and and john smith he's you know Give him some credit. Like, I truly believe he, he felt bad about what he was saying, but just everything after that just kept on, like, stumbling and right. stumbling. And like, oh, well, you're, you're not all out. savages. I, well, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, you're not a savage. Like, so you mean my people are savage? And it's like, oh, John Smith, please just stop. <laughs> yeah, she was owning just him. Stop. He was digging himself even deeper into his own grave. But I truly believe that that song really kind of, opened his heart and mind to everything and And that's why it's my favorite and it epitomizes what the movie is about and how pocahontas is trying to find peace with the settlers and they're trying to understand each other but just me personally i feel that the river bend song i just connect with it more so you win an oscar in my book and the the colors of the wind song that that song has like it has like a lot of beautiful animation in it too. Very beautiful. With the the, the, the like wind, the wind, and the and the deer, and the the, the eagles, and the the falcons, and the the cliff jumping again. She jumps off a lot of cliffs in this movie. The, the otters, the otters, and the colors. The they otters. took. I was actually reading something that it took them five years to make this movie, which is a really long time in the animation world. But the reason they were doing it is because they wanted all of the colors to be vibrant and so specific to the animation. They really wanted it to stand out. And I think they did an amazing job with it because the colors and the whole time we were watching it, granted, I probably watched it on VHS and a little tiny TV when I was growing up and we watched it on our larger TV and like high def, but the colors were absolutely (coughs) beautiful. Well, and I think that we all watched it off of Netflix. Yes. And so the Netflix had the remastered version and the colors really, I agree. They were popping. <laughs> there, there were some parts where I was like, 
man. And, yeah. then, and then Luis was like, no, no, that's, that's not what it looked like. Right, like, exactly. Oh, yeah, Grandmother Willow's face was not that cool. <laughs> exactly. I mean, she was cool. They, they but it definitely wasn't added cool. like some. 3D That's animation true. type stuff to it, but it but it's it's fairly subtle. All right, guys. So now that we're on the same topic, I got a who would win for oh, you guys to dun, answer. Dun, dun. Here okay. we go. Pocahontas. So fight. I'm gonna throw this out there for you viewers as well. You know, stop by, drop us a comment, let me know what you guys think. But who would win in a painting the colors of the wind contest? <laughs> what Pocahontas? Or Bob Ross, go. Whoa! <laughs> so oh, Bob man. Ross is painting the colors of the wind, and Pocahontas is like going through nature and showing us the colors of the wind. Well, Bob Ross is explaining the colors right. of the wind. He's like, "Look at this. We've got a bunch of leaves over here." And, Happy uh, accident! <laughs> oh my goodness! We got some oranges, some blues, some real fall colors going on. Who has better hair? Well, Pocahontas. Mm. Sorry, Bob Ross got that fro going on. Yeah, you know what I'm Andre knows all about the fro. I know about that fro. <laughs> That's half the show right there. Is the, is the afro? Well, you are right. Bob Ross does does walk you through it, but I mean, really, think back to that song. Uh, Pocahontas is essentially walking John Smith through a painting of through the, this painting. the earth yeah. and what it really means. Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? And Bob Ross explains how, through colors, we learn about life. I don't know. Okay, yeah. my vote's Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's pretty hard. Um, Pocahontas. It was yeah. easy for me because I lo- just Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I picked Pocahontas as well. What do you think, Emily? Pocahontas actually never painted. That's and he fine. asked I bet she who would. could paint better. Who could paint better? That's right. She didn't even have a canvas. Maybe she gave herself her own tattoo, and if she could do that, then I, I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> just developing some fan fiction. Yeah, I, I her own tattoo. Do you, do you guys ever remember? In, this is so <laughs> random. Do you remember in elementary school when you would do like Indian Week or whatever, and you would make the the sand in the marble, and you would like shoosh it around and like make your own painting? Was that when you were like Native American? Pocahontas would and do you that. You could only do cool stuff <laughs> because you were a part of Native American. Yeah, like you guys never did that. No, I never and you had put to, like, sand make in a Native American paintings out of colored sand. No, because we mm. didn't do that in series. No, yeah. <laughs> well, that must be a Modesto school, school I think thing. Pocahontas would get very creative with her painting the colors of the wind, and she would use natural resources, and oh, she'd yeah. be very good at it. That's all she so got. Pocahontas. Well, Michelle, I will have to agree with you in terms of the using of natural resources because I distinctly remember in that scene, Pocahontas is just walking about, singing her, you know, tune, and then she just touches a shrub a tree and then all of a sudden beautiful colored butterflies fly up in the air yeah she's magical although she doesn't have a canvas the earth is her canvas yeah because did you not see how that wind was howling and how that wolf was you know uh, crying to the blue corn moon that's true color all over the place grandmother willow would just be like so although I see Emily's <laughs> point, you can paint a picture. <laughs> so although I see Emily's point to Bob Ross because he actually has a canvas, I'm aside with my two amigos here and go with Pocahontas. All right, Andre. I I, I chose Pocahontas. Oh, just well. kidding, Emily. Yeah. We need your decision. I, I chose Bob Ross, so I guess I'm oh. outnumbered again. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. That's okay. Well, three votes for Pocahontas, one for Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Da-da, ding, Pocahontas is the winner. But really, um, viewers out there, please let us know what you think. Who would win? Yeah, leave us a comment on the website. Or Pocahontas. In the the battle of Bob Ross versus Pocahontas. (laughs) What a battle it would be. Segwaying out of Luis's battle of the week, which is a hilarious segment, by the way. I love that you do this. Grandmother Willow. Flit. Or Miko, who's better? Oh, um, I'm gonna say Miko. I'm just gonna like throw it out there. Miko's better than Grandmother Willow. Miko's well, a star. Hold on. Miko's, okay, we need to back it up because we got like funny characters, and then you got like BA characters, and BA characters definitely <laughs> Grandmother Willow. Like she is so cool. True. Mm-hmm. But so, like, should we not include her in the sidekicks then? Because she kind of is. 
But she's not a funny sidekick. She's like she's like the wayfinder for. Oops, see how I just put that yeah. right on back in the Just one. like how the wind is like the ocean. I yeah, thought about that. So too. she's sure. very. She's helping Moana get to where she needs to go. But you mean Miko, Pocahontas? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but yes, that that other princess. <laughs> but but Flit and Miko are funny. Okay, and if so. you're gonna throw in funnies, then we need to throw in Wiggins. Right. I am like Wiggins. the Wiggins, Wiggins. fan. W- when Wiggins, Wiggins is hilarious. When Wiggins walks into the room and he has like the arrow through his Stop. head. Oh my god. <laughs> I was dying. And then he takes it off. Oh, just a little joke. <laughs> I made this myself. <laughs> Literally the most underrated character in that whole movie yes. is Wiggins because he is hilarious. He <laughs> His little pug. He comes so highly rated. I don't know. You know <laughs> what? I, what I didn't know before we watched this movie, like I guess I never looked this up, but Wiggins and Governor Ratcliffe are voiced by the same man, David Ogden Steers, who is oh. also Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Boom. interesting. Shaka, a lot of voice acting Very talent. And you know what he did? He on. said, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> that's mine. Mine. I agree, though. Wiggins in the pug, like that little relationship, how he's always pampering his little pug, is hilarious. I thought it was Radcliffe's pug. I assumed it's Radcliffe's I think it's Radcliffe's, but Wiggins is the one that basically takes care of it. He's giving him a bath and all this stuff. Speaking of that bath scene, that's one of my favorites. When Miko runs on into the (laughs) ship, because... Instead of being with Pocahontas where it's safe, he's always going off into this British camp, right? He's having yeah. his own ventures. And he's like eating the cherries or he's eating little dog biscuits or he's eating the little biscuits that Cracker things. Yeah. He has so that's many hilarious. of those. He has a lot of biscuits in his bag. Like Miko gets at least like 13 to 15 biscuits. Yeah. I think I identify with Miko more because he's always snacking and I'm always snacking. But I think my favorite... <laughs> They're laughing because they know it's true. Are you um, snacking while you're in the ocean? I'm snacking <laughs> all the time. Always snacking. Always. There's always room for a snacking. Um, but my fans, stop laughing. It's, they're laughing because it's true. They know me. I'm always snacking. Uh, Michelle's um, just like a little raccoon. She's just always yeah, snacking. Always snacking. <laughs> Is this like my new, um, what do you call it? Uh, hashtag always snacking. <laughs> hashtag always snacking. If you guys feel me, you feel me. Tweet at us. Hashtag always snack in. Anyways. But my favorite of the two is actually Flit. Because he's always like. He's like Louise. Kind of like a a very small Muppet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We're talking about the hummingbird. Okay. So, you know what? I'm just going to flat out say this. Uh, If you ask me, Flint is the voice of reason. Okay, somebody's got to be the voice of reason in this whole thing. Flint, not Flint. No N. Flint, the <laughs> voice of reason. Okay. And although uh, Miklo is pretty funny. Miklo. In, what? It's Miko. 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 Sorry, no L. Sorry, sorry. No, okay. Meatloaf. Go ahead, Lou. <laughs> All right. So uh, Miko, although he is very funny, I, I really do like uh, uh, Flint because... Um, there are a couple of scenes where he is just not in love with John Smith, and I don't even think, I don't even think he you know cracked the smile towards him at all, right? Even towards the end, Flit Flit knew what was up. He's like, this guy is not a guy to be trusted. No, I mean seriously, like, don't trust him. Right, Flit was know? a good. Luis actually character. said multiple times throughout the movie, um, I like him because he is protecting Pocahontas. <laughs> I That's like right. he's a what good he's friend. doing. Yeah. Miko's over there just stealing all his biscuits. He, he's getting all friendly. <laughs> snacking. Always snack. Hashtag always snacking. But you know what, though? I mean, if, if you know, if Flit and Miko were children and you were their parents and, you know, obviously you say don't talk to strangers, you know, Miko's going to be the one who's like, oh, you got candy? Okay, cool. We'll be friends. And Flit is the one like, no. You know mom and dad didn't tell you to talk to strangers. That's true. That's true. That's funny. You know what? Uh, Flit and Miko <laughs> reminded me a lot of like R2-D2 and C-3PO. Like Flit yeah. is definitely like the, the C-3PO. And Miko is the R2-D2 always going off oh, doing for sure. his own thing. Doing his own thing. And Flit is like, no, please, stop. What are you doing? There was this really funny moment where they jump off the cliff after... After Pocahontas, right? Because Pocahontas is like, I'm just going to jump off this cliff into the boat because that's apparently safe. And so um, Miko jumps in and and Flit's just yelling at him like, 
Like, what are you doing? And then Miko grabs Flit and tries to he tries, <laughs> he tries to, to like ride, ride him, him down like he's he his tiny little wings him. are gonna support his raccoon um, weight. And I was dying. It was so funny. It was great. Did and you guys then, catch that? Yes. And then he gets stuck in the canoe. Like he gets his his, his beak because he's gonna stuck because he's gonna get his booty. Yes, he's gonna like That's right. he's, he tries to hit Miko in the butt like because he got him in the water right and then. Pocahontas flips the canoe back over and then <laughs> now he's stuck underwater his poor little beak. <laughs> it's quite hilarious. Yeah. But you want to know the real moment of shock for me mm. in this movie? There was a couple funny moments like that where I burst out laughing. Yeah. So uh-huh. there were some really great comedic moments. But the real moment that got me in shock was when Louise paused the movie very dramatically and said, you know, I know who's voicing John Smith. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not paying attention to that stuff. Uh-huh. I'm just watching the movie. And he's like, it's Mel Gibson. <laughs> you you could tell just from his voice that it was Mel Gibson. Luis was like, oh, I, I know had who this is. absolutely no idea it was Mel Gibson. Absolutely. Until no Andre told me. And now I can't look at John Smith the same way. Uh, th- that's what I'm saying. Because I looked at John Smith like a serious 11. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm I'm 10, <laughs> he was a hottie with the body. He's a two. <laughs> now he's a negative four right yeah. okay no he Gibson went like not. and did you know that he even did oh <laughs> he went really far oh, for man. he even did his own singing parts oh he sang yeah he yes. sang well there was a I think he was the only was one song that they cut out songs that you know when he um, gets captured and they tie and him bad. up in the village yes. they cut that song out that song out and um, he sang it and if you listen to that like on YouTube or whatever the scene they cut out then it really sounds like Mel Gibson like you can tell it's him good right cut it yeah cut it because Pocahontas has a singing voice, which I feel like was fairly common that they used to do that yes but no Mel Gibson was like I'm gonna do it so actually um, they did it they kind of did it in reverse like usually they when they are casting they'll find the actress Mm -hmm. and then they'll see if she can sing and then they'll be like hmm Let's get a, an actual singer in here, and then they they put the singer as a singing voice. But they had cast, um, hang on, let me find it, Judy Kuhn as Pocahontas, mm-hmm. and then, but then they were like, uh, actually, we think we want someone who is actually of native descent to play Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. So they cast um, Irene Bedard, and then Judy Kuhn just went to become which they the based singing voice. Um, Pocahontas's animation off of Irene Bedard yes. as well, which is she. She looks. She's. She's she looks the very Pocahontas. Yeah, she's the gorgeous <laughs> woman who is. Yeah, there <laughs> you go, Luis. There you go, Luis. That's your Irene Bedard. Irene your new celebrity Bedard. crush. Yes. Could be. Total they, they do really look alike. I was clearly talking about the animated character. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Only that's, why, that's why I said she's very beautifully hey, drawn. If you ain't animated, stay away from Louise. That's hilarious. I have. You should have. He- you should have heard him when he watched Roger Rabbit. We'll save that for another day. That's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, so I have a question. I feel like as I watch this movie an adult, as an adult, I never used to pay attention to Cocoaum. Like, he was just there, and it was like, oh, man, she has to marry Cocoaum. Yeah, he Dude, was annoying as a kid. Right. Cocoaum is a good guy, and he died, and he got the short end of the stick. He got mad the short end of I'm every stick. I'm mad about it. Did he not died. deserve anything Pocahontas that happened to him in this like, movie. was like, oh, but he's so serious. I'm like, he didn't even seem that bad. He was pretty good. He was pretty good looking. He was a warrior. Um, he never did anything bad. He was trying to save you. He saw you making out with john smith and he probably thought john smith was like gonna you know what or something so he got the short end of paw prints on his chest end of the stick hashtag um what is um um justice for coco (laughs) (laughs) no i was gonna make a new hashtag (laughs) hashtag justice for coco um okay you know what though i'm not i'm gonna slightly disagree with you on a certain point uh, he did not think that John Smith was going to, you know, get fresh or anything. He clearly was in a jealous rage. Mm. Was he, though? Yes, he was. It is quite evident because if you look at his face, he kind of has like that little shadow looking thing. And he looks from, you know, his eyes are wide open to like kind of doing that little squinting. I'm mad kind of thing. I'm going to do something about it. Right? And then he takes off. But hold on. Well, he also does a, a do you, you know, his like him, scream. Though? He's like, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked that scream. But do you blame him, though? Because these random people just come into your village and they're like, we're taking over. You don't even know who they are. She's only knowing them like two days. Oh, I would have done the same thing if I was Coco. I would have been like, get my girl. out of my village. This is my girl. Oh, of course not. I, you know, I don't blame him. But going back to the character of Coco, I, I do agree with with you guys that when you were that young, you, you were kind of like, oh, Coco, man. Why has he got to be in the picture? But looking at him now, there's nothing wrong with him. The whole right. time he she was, he's a stand-up guy. Like he was a stand-up. In terms guy. of like the plot, just so that we, just so that we as an audience kind of like we're rooting for Pocahontas and John Smith more. They should have made Kokoum like more of a jerk. Honestly, they yeah, should have. Kokoum's great. No, no, no. I agree with him. So if we're, if you really, I mean, I'm, I'm just taking into account some previous movies that we've all watched. Mm-hmm. Usually, the guy that um, she's tipped to marry is mm-hmm. kind of a jerk, but Kokoum wasn't. Right. You know. And I'm just gonna throw a little bit tidbit fun fact there uh, in here. You know, another reason why I personally like Pocahontas out of if not if it's not my favorite Disney movie, it's a top you know five mm-hmm. is because for once you have two people falling in love who are not teenagers. They are grown adults, oh, and even though it's been two days, they're more mature. In the so movie I believe world. it more. Sure. But Unlike a 14-year-old, you know, uh, sea mermaid. He's like, I love him, Dad. Daddy, I love Don't him. Don't bring Ariel into this, Louise. <laughs> First of all, in real life, Pocahontas was 12 years old, okay? So she was very Andre, young Andre, talk life. about that. Okay, so I have a, I have a fair amount... I have a fair amount of trivia about uh, the actual story of of Pocahontas, but a lot of it is like it's like really harsh and like very uh, <laughs> rated R. Like it's 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 a lot of awful stuff. But I'll, I'll just give you we'll a, a small breakdown. So like when the uh, Jamestown settlers first came to uh, the states, Virginia when the Virginia Company came, uh, Pocahontas was around 10 to 12 years old. Um, John Smith, he, he, had, he had a common practice of like going to native tribes, uh, putting a gun to people's heads, and then like demanding that they give them uh, food and supplies and stuff like that, which they complied with. Because they had guns to their heads, and so they didn't even know what corn rice. was. So he was like, they didn't even so, know. So he was not, he was not a Mel Gibson <laughs> in Mel this movie Gibson's type dude. To look real, good. right? Yeah, in comparison. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was pretty awful. But uh, Pocahontas's father, uh, Chief. Well, okay. So Poetan is not his name. That's the, the actual uh, village. His name was. Uh, it's somewhat hard to pronounce, so I think I'm. I'm he had a name. It's okay. <laughs> Wahunasaka, chief of Wahunasaka. He, he made, had a name. He made. He made John Smith like he. He kind of. He, he went along with the with the gun to the head thing. He he made him like a, like a like an official like emissary to their to their village. So John Smith was hanging around a lot and stuff like that. Eventually, um, Pocahontas. Uh, like while it was rumored that she saved his life, like John Smith claimed that she saved his life, but she was never around apparently. Like she never had a, any opportunity to save his life. They, he was life was never really in that much danger, I guess. Yeah, because I read something like that too. That he that that he wrote in his memoir that she saved his life twice. Yes, that the pivotal moment in our in our scene that we see in the movie yes. was actually like where she saved him, but it wasn't right. like a romantic thing. It, it, it was it was never a romantic thing between John Smith and Pocahontas. Um, he was he was taken in uh, by the chief and given this role. And in his memoir, he wrote like they had taken me uh, prisoner, and Pocahontas came and she saved my life. And then they put me in the role. But really, his life was not in danger, so I'm not even sure. Like, wow. I guess he was he was just beefing up his story. His editor had some notes or something like that. I don't know just what was like going on. American <laughs> So uh, where it gets like really messed up is like okay so Pocahontas did marry Cocoaum uh, when she was oh, fourteen good. years old. Cocoaum. Yeah, she she married Cocoaum. Who was she fr- married Cocoaum and had a baby with him? Who was Aww. from a different tribe? Um, I'm like ninety percent yes, sure. Yes, I believe he was from good. a different tribe. Justice for Cocoaum. Justice for Cocoaum. Uh, <laughs> but then I'm Pocahontas was she was taken away. Oh no! She was taken away into Jamestown. Where she lived for a while, her baby had to be given to like other members of her tribe to to be taken care of. Oh, um, 
she was uh, abused, let's say that. Uh, and then eventually she was taken over to England uh, where she married John Rolfe, who was the, the star of uh, Pocahontas 2. So this movie, Interesting. the movie representation was a great representation. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's Which I feel like is pretty typical of just movies in general. Well, especially like Disney movies. Like for kids movies yeah. too. But like, it almost makes me wonder this. like like why they even decided to make this a movie for kids. You know? I'm not sure. And it's then, like this and Anastasia. Like why did yeah. you decide to make that Ooh, story something yeah, true. to make um, for children? And also it, it's funny that you're saying why did they decide to make this movie? And, um, um, this movie and The Lion King were kind of in yeah. like a rivalry with each other. So most of the animators chose to work on Pocahontas and Correct. not The Lion King. They did not have a lot of faith in The Lion King. ironic to me because The Lion King is obviously way much more popular, has a lot of more traction. People love The Lion King. Well, like what, like a little backstory on what Michelle's talking about is that they were both being worked on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they like resources were being split big time and and where michelle's really going with this is that because people didn't have faith in the film they kind of like left it by the wayside in a little in a little bit of they had more faith in pocahontas which is weird because i think lion king is a little bit more widespread right it's like a like a more uh, generalized story and but uh, i mean pocahontas historical movie or talking lions i guess at the time they were like poor they Pocahontas like the Hamlet, historical the Hamlet version. But I also think mm, it might have been because so. the animators really focused on how beautiful can we make this movie, which they made it absolutely gorgeous. So maybe that was why they were like, I want to work on Pocahontas. I feel like I can really make this movie gorgeous versus mm-hmm. an African Sahara. But interesting fun fact for you. I suppose, yeah. Also, the only other Disney movie that is about historical content would be Mulan. Those are the two... Disney movies that are about that historical are based on history. Yeah. Yeah. Loosely based on right. history. Very loosely. We'll Which is Emily's favorite. Yeah, yeah. Emily loves Mulan. It's good stuff. I love me some Mulan. Okay. So does anyone know this is a this is a fun one. So do we all know who Thomas is? Yes. Is that the friend? That's the friend. John That's Smith's John friend. Smith's little I friend. I love him. Who who is Christian Bale. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> just ruined the punchline. Stealing a whole bunch of thunder this over there, This just goes Michelle. to show that we don't talk about what we're going to talk about before on the podcast, and I guess we had to talk about the same thing. My bad. <laughs> yeah, the colors of that one were completely blotted out. <laughs> <laughs> but he's an underrated character, too. I really love him. Yes, he's actually really good. I mean, he kills Kokolum, but... I, I, I do I do kind of like his, his arc, though. Like, in the beginning of the movie, he's like, yes. oh, we got to save this kid. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he, he's, he's not great at what he does. He's not a good shot. He doesn't help her out much. Well, and I think that's the one good thing about this movie is that he did, even though he killed Kokolum, I mean, I'm not, obviously not cool with that. Right. Justice he, for Kokolum. <laughs> Hashtag he, just for Kokolum. From his point of view... Kokoam was going to kill John Smith right. and he yeah. got no he got none of the context of what mm-hmm. was happening so all he saw was John Smith my friend fighting an Indian with no other help coming and right. so he you know yeah yeah he yeah. did what he thought was right the point is it's Christian Bale yeah <laughs> I mean and oh. this role set man. him up very well for American Psycho <laughs> I'm just going to oh, throw that out there my goodness <laughs> He needed some really good source material, so he just took a look at Pocahontas and all of the craziness that happened here and then was like, I'm ready for, for American funny. Psycho. I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to flex my arms in this mirror. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he did a great job. And he did a great job in, in both. <sighs> Thanks, Batman. You did it. <laughs> did anyone know he's really British? Because... I, yes, I, knew oh, well, I, didn't, I, know I didn't know. It's okay. I think he might be... Scottish or something. I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. Oh, you know, those those Scottish guys uh, in the movie were pretty funny. Like them, the, the, black, the black-haired yes. guy and the, and the red-haired guy. Oh, the the friends? Yeah. I don't even think they had names. I don't think they did either. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't they might have, but yes, they were funny. Um, So, what would you rate this movie on a scale of 1 to 10, Andre? Hmm... Upon upon this viewing, I think um, this movie has gone down a little bit for me. Like uh, as I said in the beginning, I'm, uh, the 
the story content uh, rang a little less true for me this time. So I think I'm going to give it like, like it's still a good movie. I love the music. I love the animation style. There are a, a few good, like really funny jokes in there. So I think I'm going to give it like a 7.5. That is okay. my final score for Pocahontas. All right. I am going to give it... This one is kind of hard for me to rate. I feel like usually a number will pop into my head right away when I'm rating a movie, and it was a little bit difficult for me, but I'm going to give it a six. Six. I'm going to rate it a six just because really what stood out to me was the animation was beautiful. Pocahontas is a boss. She's amazing, and the music was really great. But did I necessarily enjoy the plot and the storyline of the movie and all of that that intrigued me? Not as much. I was kind of like, ooh, when's the song going to come on? Because I really want to see that scene. And mm-hmm. that scene is really powerful and amazing. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a six. Good on you. I agree with everything you said, Michelle, except for the rating. And again, this is clearly based on my attachment to this movie from my childhood years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, the context of the movie, it's a little bit you know, difficult to go along with. But... Uh, the music in it was awesome. The, um, you know, Pocahontas was very beautifully drawn. And also the animation and the colors that were involved in this movie. I mean, that that alone for me, it brings it up to about, I would easily give it a nine. Oh, wow. A nine. And again, I'm looking at it in biased eyes. But, you know, I'm sitting here as I'm hearing you talk about this. I'm like, can I be unbiased about this? But... And honestly, it just came back to a nine. That's a that number came very easily to me. I'm surprised because Luis is usually the first one to rate movies down. But I I like that you have that much fervor about this movie. Yeah, yeah. he likes a it. strong opinion about it. That's good. Yeah. Um, for me, one of the things we didn't talk about, but I want to bring up only because. Going into watching the movie, I could not remember how or if they even addressed the fact that Pocahontas and Senor Smith (laughs) would have spoken different languages. And I thought to myself, like, how in the world are they going to make this work? I couldn't remember that either. I was like, there is no way. If they just, like, pop up and are speaking the same language, I'm going to lose it. Because that just makes no sense, right? They they explained it with, like, some magic. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was was waiting and waiting, and I kept thinking, like, how is this going to happen? And so Grandmother Willow starts singing the song. You will understand. And I'm kind of like, okay, so she's going to understand. And then... My interpretation, and I feel like most people would kind of agree with this, is that mother's spirit is with the wind, right? Yeah. So here comes mom's spirit, and she kind of sings to her as John Smith is approaching to actually speak to her. Mm-hmm. And at first, you can see on Pocahontas's face that she doesn't understand what he's saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And then here comes the wind, and the song's kind of playing in the background. And then automatically, you see in her eyes that it switches, yeah. and that she can now understand him. Right. And so, to me, I was thinking, okay, that's really cool. Like, I will, I will, exp- I will allow magic to. You yeah, know. there was more magic than I remember. Yeah, yeah, and that can be part of it. But then I thought, well, is everyone else going to be able to understand John Smith? Because is the magic working for them? Too? Who is this like love magic? Right. Like, what is this, right? But then I paid really, really close attention to the rest of the movie. And every time that either the chief or Nakoma, mm-hmm. right? The friend, yes, the friend Nakoma. The, the mm-hmm. crazy friend was talking to John Smith. No one have responded back and forth to each other. So I think that they didn't understand each other. Right. Uh, yeah. I think just it really Pocahontas was just the two Smith. of them. They have a so. magical... And the power love was a curious Connection. Thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with all of that said, I'm happy that that was resolved, at least in a magical way, so that it wasn't so completely out of context. Yeah. Um, but I'm still going to kind of agree with Michelle. And just to bring up her score, I'll give it a 6.5. Because as much as I want to give it a six, I have to bring up the score a little bit. <laughs> For the so little magic. For the little magic. Because I have to good believe reason. in love. Yeah. Good yeah. reason. Even yeah. though I don't like sappy stuff. Well. Or eh. Valentine's Day. Speaking of <laughs> sappy stuff, do oh. you love how in the Disney animated movies at the credits at the end, there's always like an R&B version of the main song? This is the first movie that we have watched. That? This is the first movie <laughs> that we have watched that has... Uh, 
credits R&B version of one of the songs in the movie. And I am rolling my eyes so... They do that. Though, I Andre love now. those so much. I wish you could see Andre my face loves because them. as much as Andre just like wrung his hands if with excitement... I never knew... They're usually Kibo Bryson. said, <laughs> if this... <laughs> if this was more popular, I would hate Disney music. Like, <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever heard. And Andre's over here so happy and I just want... They they awful. do still do that. Um, Pebo Bryson usually. Yeah, Pebo right? Bryson did a, did a fair amount of them. I think he did the Beauty and the Beast one and the Aladdin Beauty one. And the Beast. That's what it sounds. Like. This yeah, one's one. Vanessa Williams for Colors of the Wind. And then John and then Cicada did. and Shanice for If, I, I, never if I Never Knew You. Uh, Which yeah, was the so song that was cut out of the movie. Yes, rightfully. I I I love these. I think I grew up on these a little bit. And yeah, they, they do still he do did. them. Like in the new Beauty and the Beast, I think. It's like um, Ariana Grande and John, John Legend. Legend. Yeah, That's which right. is, I didn't really the, like that version. The but this just reminded well, the me. music was bad. It literally yeah. sounded like they took the 90s version, popped them into singing it, and then like, go. <laughs> but this reminded me of a funny thing. So every year for my birthday, we always go to this um, restaurant called Tori's where mm-hmm. they like cook in front of you. It's like Japanese food. It's great. Teppanyaki. Teppanyaki. And it's a I karaoke. hibachi. I'm not sure, oh, but it's karaoke. And so oh, Andre, top and yaki, for everyone. my birthday last year, we sang Colors of the Wind. But when they put the song on, Did it you? was the R&B, ver- or no, not we, Colors we of the sang, Wind. I'm so um, sorry. Part of Your World. Uh, a Whole Part, New World. A Whole New World. Yes. I can't get it right. You know <laughs> All what I mean. of the Disney songs we sang. So I'm getting flabbergasted. Yes, we sang A Whole <laughs> New World because Andre loves Aladdin. Yes. And so we sang it together. But when they put it on, it was the R&B version, which I didn't know. So Andre had to sing the male and the female <laughs> part <laughs> while I just stood there like, I don't know the R&B version. She just stood there and she didn't even like sway or dance or anything. It was like she was just sing I was all just the parts, sing all the parts. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I'll, like, I had to devo it up. I, I had to. It. Had to do I don't both know parts. The Good thing I knew them both by heart. Yeah. So Andre loves the R and B. Flip between his normal voice and his falsetto on a dime. Luis, are you a fan of oh, the R and B versions of songs? Uh, the only R and B version of any song was an, I guess, actual R and B version song, and that's the only one that I've ever liked. Was uh, I believe I can fly. <laughs> From Space Jam. <laughs> that's not I know that's very that's like not n- has nothing to do with <laughs> Disney, but that's like the only kind of R and B movie that's song hilarious. I like. Okay, All that's right. a pretty good one. Space Jam had the best soundtrack. I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's My mom stuff. used to buy me soundtrack music, and come I, on and I slam, bumped. and welcome to the jam. <laughs> Come on and slam. <laughs> I know all of the you songs. Guys are there was like a Coolio song on there. Oh, my God. oh yeah. This white stuff. girl was getting down. <laughs> so when we watch these original animated movies, I'm going to start keeping track of how many movies have an R&B version of the most popular song right. in oh the yeah. credits because yeah. it kind of cracks me up and Andre thoroughly enjoys it. I, I wish you could I see his them. eyes light up when the credits come on. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's happening. I think we should take a picture of Andre's face versus Emily's face when those <laughs> songs come on. Yeah, hilarious. Uh so what movie are we doing next week, Andre? Oh, did we decide? We I don't did. Yeah. Oh, we totally did, and I totally know what it is. And the cute thing is is that Emily and Michelle are looking at each other like, yeah, we did. And Luis and Andre look at each other like, um, what? What movie did we Story choose? Story of our lives. All right, we'll tell you guys. Actually, I just remembered, so you do? Oh, okay. count me out of that. Yeah, how dare you forget, Man. Andre? How dare you? The worst <laughs> well, host I guess of I'll the week is Andre. I'll going to do next week. So singing a song about how awful yeah, you are. Real bad. You get to do the drum Who's roll that then. girl? It's right. Andre. Drum roll, please. Wreck it, Ralph. Cool. Yeah, we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time. I was, to, I was supposed to say after the drum roll. Is that yeah. what you meant? Uh, it, it's Wreck It Ralph. We're doing Wreck It Ralph. Uh, the Disney animated. Yes. Wreck It Ralph. Oh, also, we uh, no, it is Disney. That's right. So we made a comment last on the last episode that like. The 3D animated ones were Frozen and Moana. Oh, yeah. Throw Wreck-It Ralph in there. We missed a bunch. It's a 3D, <laughs> it's a 3D animated. Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6. We missed a few. Moana, Frozen. But we are going to watch Wreck-It Ralph. I'm really excited. I've only seen this movie once. I am really excited about Wreck-It Ralph because if you haven't seen it, this one has some serious funnies in it. Like, right. yeah. Like, it is actually a funny movie versus just... It. 
like punch drunk lines that are funny. Yeah. This one to me is actually very funny yeah. and very fun. Like it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat with like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. And mm-hmm. I, and it reminds me of Paint the Night, which needs oh. to come back. Oh, oh. yeah, I'm really excited to watch this movie, guys. Yeah. And on top of that, if you are even relatively a video game nerd me if you <laughs> i'm the only one that's not i didn't grow up on video games i got a wii like my senior year of high school and was like what do i do with and then this? never played it oh, so maybe you guys will have to fill me in on some of the little jokey jokes yes. oh yeah but but like you see the characters walking through and you can mm-hmm. identify with them or even the way that you can it's not like actually halo but it's like halo right, yes. or whatever you know it's just so we're excited very reminiscent oh, yeah. of other video very games very fun very so we fun. hope you guys are excited too. watch yeah. wreck it ralph this week so check that out next week um for now though please remember to uh rate and review us on itunes uh all that stuff is very helpful we uh, got some of our reviews in and they were gotten, super excited gotten a couple reviews in so go check those out right one of your own rate us five stars please uh we deserve it we're the best uh <laughs> don't forget to subscribe uh so that uh we can be found by other other uh fellow vaulters um subscribe on itunes we're on stitcher we're on google play you can watch us on youtube if if that's your deal uh, i think i put us on tune in and some other stuff like that um also follow us on social media uh we are at the walt vault pod on basically everything twitter instagram facebook all of that good stuff. Follow us there for all of our rich content. And also, guys, uh, comment on the episodes. You know, you can comment on our website. You can comment on the Instagram posts or the Facebook posts or whatever. You know, tell us your thoughts. Tell us what you want to hear, what you want us to watch. You know, give us a bunch of feedback and stuff like that. Or you can send us emails at contact at the Walt Vault pod.com and maybe we'll read your email on the podcast i thought you were gonna say maybe we'll read your email <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll read it we'll read your know. email no and promises maybe read it on the podcast i don't know <laughs> no guarantees but no guarantees hilarious. at all yeah so follow us all there um that's it for this week you guys uh i'm shining <laughs> <laughs> you guys the vault is now closed <laughs>